You're listening to the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe, and click the bell to make sure you get the latest episodes of the podcast. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, we review the one-off T20 International between Pakistan and Australia from the Gaddafi Stadium. It's the Dibbly Dobbly Podcast, and let's get started. Let's have a look at the match summary from the only T20 International between Pakistan and Australia from the Gaddafi Stadium at Lahore. Pakistan batted first and made 8 for 162 from their 20 overs. Azam top scored with 66 and Ellis took 4 wickets for Australia. Australia chased down the runs to finish on 7 for 163 from 19.1 overs. Finch top scored with 55 and Afridi and Wazim and Kadir all took 2 wickets for Pakistan. Australia won by three wickets, and Aaron Finch was named man of the match. What were the key moments and key factors from this one-off T20 international between Pakistan and Australia? Pakistan's batting getting to 8 for 162 from their 20 overs. The partnerships of 67 for the first wicket between Rizwan and Azam, 26 for the third wicket between Azam and Ahmed, 25 for the fourth wicket between Azam and Shah, and 20 unbeaten for the ninth wicket between Kadir and Wazim were all handy partnerships for Pakistan to reach their score of 8 for 162. Australia's bowling to keep Pakistan to 8 for 162 from their 20 overs on a good batting surface at Lahore. Australia's batting the partnerships of 40 for the first wicket between Finch and Head, 44 for the second wicket between Finch and Inglis, 24 for the fourth wicket between Finch and Stoinis, and 29 for the 6th wicket between Finch and McDermott were all vital partnerships to guide Australia to victory by 3 wickets and chase down Pakistan's 162. Those were the key moments and key factors from this one-off T20 International at the Gaddafi Stadium. Let's have a look at both teams' performances in this one-off T20 International at the Gaddafi Stadium with both bat and ball. We'll start with Pakistan and their batsmen, Rizwan 23, Azam 66, Zaman 0, Ahmed 13, Shah 24, Asif Ali 3. That's how the Pakistan batsmen went about things in this one-off T20 international. I thought Pakistan's batting in this one-off T20 international against Australia was okay, but it wasn't their best performance with the bat. We know they can bat better. Um, I thought in this game... They didn't really bat all that well, but they they were able to get to 162, which was a reasonable score on this pitch at Lahore, but it wasn't enough. Um, Obviously, they started well with the bat, none for 67 with Rizwan and Azam doing their thing, obviously, setting the foundation and the platform for Pakistan to get a big total of 200 plus at one stage on this really good batting surface here at Lahore. But then Pakistan lost wickets at regular intervals, which set Pakistan back in their innings. Uh, 1 for 67, 2 for 67, 3 for 93, 4 for 118, 5 for 127, 6 for 142, 7 for 142, and 8 for 142. Didn't really help um, in their batting. Obviously, when you lose wickets at regular intervals in T20 cricket, it does set you back because then a new batsman has to come at the crease, uh, get set, uh, re-establish, rebuild a partnership. That takes time. Um, and you chew up a lot of overs and deliveries. And that didn't help Pakistan in this uh, one-off T20 against Australia because 
At one stage, they were looking like getting 200 plus, none for 67 going along nicely, but then all of a sudden, Australia were able to pick up wickets every now and again throughout the whole Pakistan batting innings. And that set Pakistan back big time. And they should have got 200 plus on this very good surface at Lahore. But unfortunately, they got to 162, and that wasn't enough on this good batting surface. Um, also, the partnerships was a big problem as well for Pakistan. Um, after the opening partnership of 67 between Rizwan and Azam, Pakistan didn't have any big partnerships after that. Um, the partnerships they had after that first wicket partnership between Rizwan and Azam of 67 was 0, 26, 25, 9, 15, 0, 0, and 20 unbeaten. So they needed another 50-run partnership to back up the opening partnership of 67 between Rizwan and Azam, Pakistan. And the other batsmen um, couldn't do that. They couldn't get that big partnership because, because Pakistan kept losing wickets, Australia kept picking up wickets, and that really slowed the momentum down with the bat for Pakistan. And that comes on to my next point, the momentum with the bat. Uh, Pakistan didn't have any momentum in their batting. As I said before, they kept losing wickets at the wrong time. And it was sort of that stop-start sort of innings, really. They would get a partnership, establish a partnership, and then all of a sudden lose a wicket. Establish a partnership, then lose a wicket. So it didn't really help their momentum throughout the innings and really stopped them from getting that big score of 200-plus after the good start from... Rizwan and Azam, unfortunately, they kept losing wickets, and that didn't really help. And in T20 cricket, when you lose wickets at regular intervals, it slows the run rate down, and it really puts you on the back foot as a batting team, because you know you can't lose any more wickets. If you lose more wickets, you're in danger of posting a low score or getting bowled out for a low score, uh, which isn't enough to win you the match. And for Pakistan, that's what happened in their batting innings um, against Australia in this one-off T20 international. So there's nothing more to add on to uh, the Pakistan's uh, Pakistan's batting performance in this match. Uh, before we move on and talk about their bowlers and what they did in this uh, one-off T20 against Australia, Babar Azam, unbelievable form Babar Azam's in. 66 or 46 balls, that's why he's the best T20 batsman in the world right now, but he needed someone else to support him and go with him. He was the only one that really scored the big score, 66. Um, you had Rizwan, 23. Ahmed 13, Shah 24. So no one else could really support him and really post that big score in terms of an individual standpoint. Uh, Babar Azam, by far one of Pakistan's greatest batsmen in this T20 side. Um, and also one of the best T20 batsmen in the world. So no one could really support him and really uh, back up the good work that he did early on at the start of the innings. So overall... It was an okay batting performance from Pakistan. It wasn't their greatest batting performance, but um, at the end of the day, losing wickets at regular intervals didn't help. Uh, they did well to get to 162, but it wasn't enough on a good batting surface at Lahore. Let's have a look at Pakistan's bowlers and their performance in this one-off T20 international against Australia. No wickets for Shah, no wickets for Hassan Ali, two wickets for Afridi, Two wickets for Wazim, two wickets for Kadir, and one wicket for Ralph. That's how the Pakistan bowlers went about things in this one-off T20 international against Australia. Um, I thought Pakistan's bowling in this T20 international was okay at times, but poor at times as well. It was a bit of a mixed bag, really. Um, they bowled well at periods throughout the match, but other periods in the match, they didn't bowl so well. Um, their lines and lengths were inconsistent, 
They didn't quite execute their skills with the ball at times throughout the Australian innings. They leaked runs with the ball. Uh, and the biggest thing that they didn't do well in this match is that they didn't put the Australian batsmen under pressure with the ball. Uh, when Pakistan took a wicket, they couldn't put Australia under pressure with the ball. After they took the wicket, they couldn't put pressure on the new Australian batsmen at the crease. They didn't bowl well to, to the new batsmen. Their lines and lengths were inconsistent. They let the new batsmen get away and get set. And that was the problem for Pakistan in this bowling performance. They bowled well, as I mentioned before, in periods in this uh, T20 international. But other times they didn't bowl so well. And especially when they took a wicket, it's so important in T20 internationals to put pressure on the new batsmen. And unfortunately for Pakistan, they did not do that. Because once the new batsmen came in, it was an opportunity for them to really squeeze Australia and really put them under pressure because they've only got 162 runs to play with, which wasn't enough on a very good batting surface at the Gaddafi Stadium. And they didn't put pressure on the Australian batsmen, especially the new batsmen. They didn't bowl a lot of dot balls. They didn't really build pressure. Um, their lines and lengths were inconsistent to the new batsmen. And that allowed the new batsmen to get in and get set and establish a partnership um, and that's what happened um, with Pakistan. Australia were able to establish partnerships and get away. So they didn't really put the new pre they didn't really put the pressure on the new batsmen when they got a wicket, and that's what let them down in this T20 international against Australia. Um, and that's so important in T20 internationals is that you've got to put pressure on the new batsmen and really squeeze, bowl dot balls, keep the pressure on. Make the batsmen do something that they don't want to do. Make them play a big shot. Unfortunately, Pakistan didn't do that in their bowling performance. Um, especially when they took a wicket, they didn't put the Australian batsmen under pressure. And that's what happened. They did well, Pakistan, to get to get it close. They got Australia, you know, seven down. And Australia won by three wickets in the end. But they were able to get them seven down and really push Australia. But unfortunately for Pakistan... By then, the damage was already done. Australia were already near to the total, to the target of 162 by the end anyway. So it didn't really matter. Australia, you know, were able to get over the line, even though there was seven down and one by three wickets, but they were able to get over the line. But the Pakistan bowlers, the damage was already done, and they didn't quite put the pressure on when the new batsman came at the crease. So that was the biggest thing that Pakistan didn't do so well in their bowling performance um, in this T20 international. Also, I noticed as well from the Pakistan uh, fielders is that their fielding wasn't great at times. I saw a, a few miss misfields, a few fumbles in the outfield, um, some overthrows. Uh, so a bit sloppy from Pakistan, not doing the basics right there. Um, some fumbles in the in the field, um, some overthrows. Obviously, fielders not backing up the throws. So a bit sloppy there from Pakistan. So. So overall, it was an okay bowling performance from Pakistan. They'll be disappointed with their bowling performance in this one-off T20 international, and they will look at the areas to improve on. Overall, it was a mixed performance from Pakistan in this one-off T20 international. They will be disappointed with their performance with the bat and expected to score a lot more runs than 162 after the good start they had at none for 67. They will be also disappointed at their performance with the ball as well. Let's have a look at Australia's team performance with both bat and ball in this one-off T20 international at the Gaddafi Stadium. We'll start with their batsmen. Head, 26. Finch, 55. Inglis, 24. 
Labashane 2, Stornis 23, Green 2, and McDermott 22 not out. That's how the Australian batsmen went about things in this one-off T20 international against Pakistan. Um, I thought Australia's batting in this one-off T20 international against Pakistan was a, a pretty good effort with the bat, good performance. Um, Australia got off to a good start with the bat. Aaron Finch, Travis Head were being aggressive in the power play. To have Australia one down for 63 after six servers. Obviously, Travis Head went uh, just after the power play. Um, and Australia were one for 63, going along nicely. Um, Finch and Head set the uh, foundation and the platform for Australia to chase down Pakistan's 162, which wasn't enough on this good batting surface at Lahore. Um, Australia were aggressive with the bat and playing their shots. Uh, by doing that, they put the uh, Pakistan bowlers under pressure, along with the Pakistan fielders as well. And uh, Pakistan didn't quite execute their skills with the ball, being put under pressure by the Australian batsmen who were playing aggressively, uh, playing with that sense of positivity and positive intent, looking to score, looking to attack the bowlers, and that's what they did. Um, also, the partnerships were crucial for Australia in their batting innings in this one-off T20 against Pakistan. Uh, good partnerships. All of them were handy partnerships. 40 for the first wicket between Finch and Head. 44 for the second wicket between Finch and Inglis. 24 for the fourth wicket between Finch and Stoinis. And 29 for the sixth wicket between Finch and McDermott were all handy partnerships for Australia. All of them uh, were handy partnerships. All of them contributed to the batting effort for Australia and were able to get Australia over the line and win this match by three wickets, which was uh, uh, good from an Australian point of view. Um, so yeah, nothing much to add on to the Australian performance with the bat. I thought it was a, a pretty good performance with the bat, led by Aaron Finch, who needed this half century. 55 he got, and um, as we know, Aaron Finch has been out of form for some time. Uh, didn't have a great ODI series against Pakistan leading into the one-off T20 against Pakistan, um, he made 20-odd in the first ODI, and then in the next two ODIs, he got out for two ducks in a row. Um, so for him, 55 of 45 balls, I thought he played well. He needed this half-century. He's been under pressure, people questioning his spot in this Australian team and whether or not he should be in the team or not and should relinquish the captaincy and be left out of the side. Obviously, Andrew McDonald, the interim Australian coach, came out recently and said, well, we support Aaron Finch, we back him, uh, we think he's still the guy for the job uh, to be captain and also a batsman in this side. And for him, he needed to score this half century. I thought he uh, batted well. Um, a sense of freedom, a sense of being aggressive, uh, playing with that positive intent from Aaron Finch. I think in the ODI series where you, you have to bat 50 overs, you've got a lot of things on your mind that you've got to think about. Whereas in T20 cricket, he came out, and all you need to do is just see the ball, hit the ball, and react to it. And, and try and score runs and maximise um, every delivery because you can't waste deliveries in T20 cricket. And that's what Aaron Finch did. Um, he was a bit scratchy, but he got half century. And that's very important for him. And hopefully for him, it will boost his confidence going forward. And hopefully for him, I think he goes to the IPL now for uh, the Kolkata Knight Riders. So I think for him, if he does get an opportunity in the IPL... Um, I think for him, it's all about trying to build off this half century that he's got in this one-off T20 against Pakistan. Because for Aaron Finch, obviously, he's under pressure, as we all know, as I said before. Uh, but it's good for him to score this century of um, sorry half century of 55 
uh, sorry, off um, 45 balls for 55 runs, I should say. Um, for him to score this half century was, was very important for him going forward. And as we all know, um, he's been out of form. So it, it's good to see Aaron Finch score a half century. Uh, I can't remember the last half century he scored in ODIs or T20s combined. But it's been a while. It's been a while, certainly at international level. Um, I know in the Big Bash he got a few half centuries last BBL, but um, international cricket, in terms of ODIs and T20s, it's been a while since he scored a half century. So for him uh, to score a half century was good. Hopefully it boosts his confidence. And definitely it was the important innings for him, but also for the team as well. Because um, everyone else, like Travis Head, Inglis, uh, Stoinis, and Ben McDermott, could really support him in partnerships, and and that's what they did. Obviously, you know, Aaron Finch was all involved in those partnerships I mentioned earlier that Australia had in their innings. Um, he was the constant figure and batsman in those partnerships, and Head, Inglis, Stoinis, and McDermott were able to support him and get Australia over the line and chase down these 162 runs that Pakistan set, which wasn't enough on a really good batting surface at Lahore. So. Just to finish off about Aaron Finch, uh, happy for him to get the half century. Hopefully for him now, he can build off this and get some confidence. Because Australia's next T20 uh, series internationally is against Sri Lanka. Obviously, when Australia go to Sri Lanka in June and July, um, they're going to play, obviously, some ODIs, T20s, and also the test matches, of course. Uh, But for but for Aaron Finch, the next series he'll get, the next opportunity will be against Sri Lanka for that T20 series and the ODI series. So hopefully for him, he can build off this innings and hopefully get some confidence back into his batting. He's in a bit of a form slump, but let's hope this boosts his confidence. Um, obviously, uh, for Australia in this T20 national, we saw some new faces. Obviously, Marnus Labuschagne making his debut in T20 nationals. Same with Cameron Green. Um, good to see them get an opportunity. Obviously, it's a new batting lineup for Australia. Obviously, without Warner, Smith, and Maxwell, and Wade in the side, it was an opportunity for Inglis, uh, Travis Head. Travis Head. It's his first T20 international for Australia since July of 2018. That was against Pakistan in Zimbabwe when Australia and Pakistan and Zimbabwe played in that tri series back in 2018. It's his first T20 international since then, Travis Head. Obviously, I mentioned Inglis recently made his debut against Sri Lanka in the Australian summer. Marnus Labuschagne, obviously, debut in this match in T20 Nationals. Obviously, Cameron Green, the same as well, making his debut in this T20 National. And obviously, Ben McDermott. So it's a new look batting lineup for Australia, but Australia giving opportunities to other batsmen to make their case for selection, especially going into a T20 World Cup later on this year in Australia. It's very important for Australia to try different players out. We saw that in the one-day series. We saw it in this one-off T20 National. Um, obviously, Marta Labuschagne and Cameron Green didn't have a great time of it with the bat on T20 National debut, but that's the way T20 cricket goes. But it was good to see them finally get an opportunity at T20 International level for Australia. So uh, good to see that. It was a different lineup for Australia, but with the new batting order, they were able to get the job done. And they were able to uh, chase down the runs and get the job done for Australia. So even though there was no Warner, Smith, Maxwell, Wade, the usual suspects, Travis Head, Inglis, Labuschagne, Green in particular, uh, McDermott, were able to get the job done for Australia and chase down the runs. 
So that's good signs for Australia, testing out the depth and quality of players that they have. And that's good signs heading into a T20 World Cup later on this year in Australia. So to finish up about Australia's batting performance in this uh, one-off T20 international, um, overall I thought it was a good batting performance from Australia. And uh, they were able to get the job done and chase down the runs and win the match by three wickets. Let's have a look at Australia's bowlers and their performance in this one-off T20 international. Head didn't take any wickets. Two wickets for Green, a wicket for Abbott, no wickets for Dorshus, four wickets for Ellis, and a wicket to Zampa. That's how the Australian bowlers went about things in this one-off T20 international. Um, I thought Australia's bowling in this one-off T20 international against Pakistan was good. Did well to keep Pakistan to eight for 162 from their 20 overs. At one stage, it looked like Pakistan were getting uh, 200 plus after a great start when Pakistan were none for 67. But Australia, with a new-look bowling attack, did well to keep Pakistan to a chaseable total of 162. They were able to take wickets at regular intervals throughout the Pakistan innings to slow the run rate down and stop Pakistan's momentum with the bat, which was very important. On a flat surface at Lahore, the Australian bowlers were able to stick to their plans and back their plans with the ball. Good use of variations with the ball from the Australian bowlers, changing it up on a flat surface at Lahore, and you need to change things up with the ball in T20 cricket to keep the batsmen guessing every ball, and I thought they did that well. Uh, went for a few runs towards the end of the Pakistan innings, had Pakistan 8 for 142, could have bowled them out for 150, didn't quite execute their skills with the ball in that period of time, but to keep Pakistan to 162 was a very good effort. Um, so we can't be too critical uh, about that from the Australian bowlers. So so I thought they did pretty well. I thought this new look bowling attack for Australia without the usual suspects in terms of Stark, Cummins and Hazelwood. I thought the new bowling attack that we had for this match, um, I thought they did a pretty good job. All of these bowlers may have limited T20 international experience, but all of them have experience in the T20 game and have done very well for their BBL franchises and clubs in Australia in recent years. Obviously, Nathan Ellis the Hobart Hurricanes, Sean Abbott with the Sydney Sixers, uh, Cameron Green with the Perth Scorchers, but he hasn't played much in the BBL. Uh, ben Dorshus, he's been very good for the Sydney Sixers uh, for a lot of years in the BBL. And Adam Zamper, obviously, for the Melbourne Stars. So they've all got experience in the T20 game, but it's about the next step up, which is T20 international cricket. And I thought they did very well, and I thought they grabbed their opportunity um, as well which is very important, obviously, Australia giving opportunities to Abbott, Dorshus, Ellis um, in particular to see what they can do at, at this level. And obviously, headed into a T20 World Cup later on this year, it's very important to test out the depth and see who who can really um, rise to the challenge and do well for Australia when they get the call-up, if someone gets an injury or something happens to the main players in Australia's main T20 squad, especially for that T20 World Cup later on this year in Australia. Very important to see who else Australia can call upon. And they definitely can call upon Abbott, Dorshus, Ellis in particular. Because I thought they, they did quite well in this match. And also Cameron Green as well did well with the ball. Um, Nathan Ellis, I thought he bowled well for his four wickets. Uh, nearly got another T20 national hat-trick. Already got one on T20 national debut against Bangladesh in 2021. I thought he bowled well. Uh, good to see him doing well. Four wickets for 28 runs. Really led the attack. For Australia. Uh, Sean Abbott, I thought he bowled well. He's a handy cricketer. Good to see him 
um, getting an opportunity to play for Australia. He's been around the system for a few years. As we know, he's done very well in the Big Bash for the Sydney Sixers, but to see him doing well at international level for Australia, I thought he did okay in the ODI series, and he did well in this uh, one-off T20 as well with the ball. One for 28, it's not bad. Uh, so good to see him doing well, and, and he bowled well in this match. Cameron Green on T20 international debut was impressive. Uh, broke the, impo uh, the important partnership, I should say, of Rizwan Azam. Uh, when Pakistan were none for 67, he bowled Mohamed Rizwan for 23. Then the next ball um, after that, he removed the dangerous Saman for a golden duck. Those two wickets were crucial for Australia, and Australia were able to keep Pakistan down and slow the runs down. Um, if that partnership developed, then Australia would have been chasing 200+. plus. So for Cameron Green, it was very important for him to get those two wickets, as I mentioned before. So he did very well on T20 national debut with the ball. Obviously missed out with the bat, got two. But uh, I thought, you know, two wickets for 16 is not bad on T20 national debut. So great to see him get an opportunity. Could be a valuable player for Australia in all three formats for Australia. We know what he can do in test cricket. We've seen that in the Ashes and the recent Pakistan and Australia test series that's just gone. And we also saw him in the ODI series against Pakistan. He did well as well. Um, and in this one-off T20, he did okay. So he will be very important for Australia across all three formats, Cameron Green. So I thought he did a good job on T20 national debut. Ben Dorshus, um got his opportunity, obviously. None for 42 on debut. Um, didn't take a wicket, but I thought he did okay. You know, it's his first game. He would have been nervous. Uh, he would have been excited at the same time. So he's done very well for the Sydney Sixers over the years in the BBL. So for him to get an opportunity... Uh, was a good thing for him. Um, hopefully he can get more opportunities going forward um, and hopefully we'll see him a lot more in the green and gold for Australia because he's done well in the BBL. It's now time to see him uh, do it at international level for Australia. So I thought he did okay on debut, none for 42. You know, we can forgive him for that. It's on debut. You know, he would have been a bit nervous, a bit excited as I mentioned before, but I thought he did okay. And last but not least, Adam Zampa. Adam Zampa, 1 for 29. We know how good Adam Zampa is. Quality, he is with the ball. Um, he led the attack well, obviously, in the absence of Cummins and Stark and Hazewood in this one-off T20 National, but also in the ODI series as well. Um, so Adam Zampa had a good uh, day with the ball as well. So overall, it was a good bowling performance from Australia. It was a new-look bowling attack for Australia in this one-off T20 International. But they were able to play their role with the ball, and get the job done for Australia with the ball in this one-off T20 National against Pakistan. Overall, it was a good win for Australia. They did well to keep Pakistan to 162 on a good batting surface at Lahore with a new-look bowling attack. Then they were able to chase down the runs and get the job done with the bat. Australia will be happy to win the one-off T20 International and bouncing back after losing the ODI series 2-1. It's been a long tour for Australia, but they should be happy of what they have achieved here in Pakistan. Winning the Test Series 1-0 and winning the one-off T20 International to end their tour of Pakistan on a winning note. Well, that's all the time we have for this episode. Be sure to subscribe and click the bell to get the latest episodes of the podcast and like and share our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and on Instagram. Until next time, keep safe and bye for now.